Good morning. It's Thursday, January 7th, 2021, day six of the Bible reading plan from Adventures in Odyssey. And before we get into the verses today, I wanted to talk for a little bit here. Yesterday was a terrible day for the country with the terrible acts of violence that occurred in Washington, D.C. over the presidential election. And I also wanted to speak to a comment from Emily Emily Jones AIO, who had mentioned several things that she wanted uh us to pray for or me to pray for. And yes, Emily, I'm so sorry about what's been going on in your family and with and with all of that. And if you want to see her comment, you can go to day five on AIO Audio News. But with what was going on in our country yesterday and with your comment, I was reminded of the verses that I read last night. And I want to read those again. This is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 7, 8, and 11. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. When I was reading through the news last night and when I read your comment, I was thinking, this is terrible. I have no idea how to react to all of this. I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I've lost faith in our country. I feel like I've lost faith in what I am supposed to be doing as a citizen of this country. And then I remember this verse that I had read just a few hours before, that this is hardship and that God knows what is going on and that God is the leader of our country and that God is the one who directs all of the paths of our leaders. And while it may seem evil at the time, eventually God will use this hardship and this distress as discipline for us. And out of that, he will bring righteousness and peace. With that, let's talk about the verses for today. Today's verses are Psalm 119, verses 41 to 48, and 1 Corinthians chapters 13 and 15. In Psalm 119, verse 43, it says, Do not snatch the word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. And this chapter continually talks about trusting in the word and putting your hope in God. And I think that's something I need to remember right now. The final verse of of this section is, I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and I meditate on your decrees. Then in, in 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, which is the love chapter, I adore this chapter. I mean, you could say I love this chapter. But in reading through it, it's very short. And I think I should memorize it if if I could, because there's a lot of great stuff in here to remember about love and what to do if you want to be loving. And this is our example. These verses here that love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, love never fails, and so on. This is Jesus Christ when he was on earth and even now when he ministers to us. We are called to be this, to be loving, and Jesus is the embodiment of that love. Later on in chapter 13, it says, When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, I put childish ways behind me which is very beautifully written. And a good example of if you can think in your life about maturity, and I, there are a lot of times when I think back to my past and I think, oh, that was so stupid of me to say that. And I remember that that's maturity. That's a matter of maturity and thinking like a child. But now, as we are continually growing in Christ and growing in maturity, 
Even people who aren't Christians could recognize this. Maturity comes with age and comes with wisdom. And therefore, when we become mature, we put childish things behind us. The next chapter is chapter 15, which talks about the resurrection of Christ and how we will be changed in our resurrections. And Paul starts writing about this in, let's see, where does he say this? Well, he talks about how Jesus' resurrection was witnessed to by the, the disciples. He appeared to Peter and then more than, more than 500 at the same time, most of whom are still living, which is what it says in verse 6 of chapter 15. And this is all to assure that Jesus did rise from the dead because the Bible can say it and we can believe it. But if Jesus didn't actually rise from the dead and there's no evidence to that effect, then our belief is in vain. But there is, because the Bible is true, this points to the evidence. There's also the question of if Jesus didn't exist, would our faith be in vain? And yes, if he didn't exist, then that would be a problem. Jesus has to have existed for the Bible to be true. And yes, that is also corroborated by historical accounts and by the fact that the Bible points to those historical accounts. And we can trust history and scripture to confirm that, yes, Jesus did live, yes, he died, and yes, he was raised from the dead miraculously. And Paul then talks about that it's not only important that he died, but also that he was raised from the dead. And often, I think, I had thought before that wasn't Jesus' sacrifice for us enough that he was slain on the cross for our sins and our sins were put on him so that we don't have to uh, receive the punishment for those sins? Well, possibly. He was the sacrifice. But in rising from the dead, he gave us eternal life and he broke the power of death. If he hadn't been raised from the dead, he would have succumbed to death and we would not have had freedom from death. But because he was raised from the dead, now we, through him, can have resurrection in the end, whenever that may come. When Paul says, when the trumpet shall, shall, shall sound and we shall all be changed. In that moment, will the power of death be forever broken because of Jesus' work here on earth. There was another verse that I was talking to somebody else about with uh, before, and then I read this and I thought, oh, well, this is very telling to that conversation where God does care about the choices that we make, that even though they seem benign and even though God is forgiving and loving, he still cares about these small choices. Verse 32 says, if the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Then verse 33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And this section is talking about we need to guard our choices on this earth. We need to guard what we do to our bodies and our minds in that way because we will be raised. There is some part of us that will continue into eternity. That our choices today affect our future. And that's another example of if we are saved through Christ and we have received forgiveness of our sins, then what does it matter if we sin? Well, because we're going to be corrupted. And there's going to be problems with our bodies and our resurrection bodies if we continue to live a life of sin and to live a life that God does not want us to. And this verse here, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die, eating and drinking can seem like very benign things, can seem like very uh, small aspects in, in, in terms of eternity. But Paul is saying, watch what you do. Make sure you are making the most of every day and not mistreating your body. This was a good reminder for me, and I will continue to meditate on these verses going forward. There was also a um, 
something that I noticed that in the, in the past, I've heard some pastors talk about the resurrection of the dead. And well, what would that be like? Like if you had donated organs to other people, would those organs then return to your body? And I, in thinking about this, I also thought I'm about this, I'm about to spoil Avengers Endgame for you. So sorry about that. But in that film, half of the earth's population in the universe, it's a superhero movie. So fantasy and stuff is destroyed and turned to dust and we see most of the characters in the movie turn to dust and then in endgame that was avengers infinity war the previous movie before that in avengers endgame which came out last year or 2019 we see the characters return but we don't see how they return whether the dust returns to them or whether they are given new bodies and i was thinking maybe that was inspired by this scripture that in here It says, someone may ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? And Paul says in verse 36, how foolish. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And then verse 38, but God gives it a body as he has determined. And to each kind of seed, he gives its own body. And then skipping to verse 42, so it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. Verse 44, it is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. So our resurrection bodies will be very different from the bodies that we are given here. But I still think that some of our qualities, I'm I'm not sure, I need to do more studies on this, but it seems that a lot of our qualities may stay the same. Verse 49 says, And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. And Jesus had specific qualities when he was raised from the dead. They could still still tell that he was a man. They could tell that he was Jesus. They could see the piercings in his side and his hands. And so it's a mystery to us what will remain the same. But I think that considering these verses here and the previous verse about don't just eat and drink for tomorrow you die because you will be raised. Instead, treat your bodies with respect because those qualities may have an impact on eternity. And the final section of chapter 15 that stood out to me is, again, in partly in Townsend Coleman's um, speaking. He read the verses for today, and he was really getting into the verses here by uh, verse 54, where it reads, When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where I will end today. Thank you all for your continued prayers for both me and Emily Jones AIO. Go check out her comments to see what to pray for her for. And again, I'm so sorry this is going on in your life, and we will be praying for you. At least I will. Thank you all. Have a great day.